Hey everyone, Matt Strapp welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. Before we get going, a few quick updates on some of the guys we talked about on this episode. Malik Beasley had a huge debut for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 23 points, 10 boards, 4 assists, 7 three-pointers. He got picked up in a lot of leagues after the trade, but make sure he's not sitting out there in yours. Meanwhile, a guy we didn't talk about, Jordan McLaughlin, with D'Angelo Russell out with a quad injury. He had 24 points and 11 assists, so he makes an interesting short-term pickup as well. And Thon Maker, who we talk about on this episode, had a another interesting stat line, I'll say, on Saturday night. He had 7 points three blocks and a three-pointer in 28 minutes. So he remains on the radar. Uh, a little bit later on this episode, we'll be hearing from Brian Rosenworcel with some of his thoughts. But first, we get things going with the waiver wire pickups and Dr. A. Steve, let's get things rolling in the Bay. Let's start in Golden State. The Warriors, as you know, as we all know, completely just gutted their roster Uh and strangely brought in Andrew Wiggins, which we're not going to spend this entire podcast talking about, although I think I probably could. But let's talk about that roster now and some of the guys we could think about adding. I think Damian Lee and Marquise Chris are our clear-cut pickups from that roster, but also both are rostered in more than 20% of Yahoo leagues, which in some ways is a large number. So I don't want to spend too long on those guys. But but first check to see if they're available. And if they're not, then I would check for one Kai Bowman, who is 10% rostered, has signed a full deal with the Warriors now. What are your thoughts on Bowman and his opportunity? I mean, the opportunity opportunity should be there. Um, it depends on how much our man Steph Curry is going to play once he comes back. Uh, I think Jared thinks he's going to play a lot. I don't know how much he's going to play. I think Kai Bowman's a good pickup. I mean, this, this roster, like you said, is so depleted that Kai Bowman almost has to succeed. <laughs> And and I think like right. Mar- Marquise Chris is a is a must own player. I know I picked him up in a couple leagues. I, I he's still sitting out there in one of my leagues, and I'm out of moves. I can't pick him up till till Monday. So, um, oh boy, when you're listening to this, probably. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Kai Bowman, Marquise Chris, Damian Lee. I think all those guys are are strong pickups right now, and Eric Pascal too. Yeah, I'm lower on Pascal for whatever reason, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced that Pascal is more than a like a points rebounds guy who you know will sometimes get you some other categories. But maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong on him. As for Bowman's per 36 minute numbers, right around 12 points, four boards, 4.6 assists, 1.6 deals, and 1.3 three pointers. So that can help a lot of teams. I mean, nothing explosive, but definitely. Uh, serviceable, Steve, if not slightly <laughs> intriguing. Speaking of intriguing, I think we got to talk a little bit about DeAnthony Melton because the moves that the Grizzlies made or the move, the, the gigantic sort of ever-expanding trade that they made with the Heat and the Timberwolves, that in theory cleared some space for Melton. Now, on Friday night, he got, I believe, 22 minutes. 23 and minutes. didn't shoot well, but 23. Okay, yeah. One of nine. One of nine. But how many steals did he have? Five. Okay. So, I mean, if he's getting between, you know, anywhere close, he had 28 minutes in the game before that. If he's getting 25 minutes a game, this guy is going to be valuable. So 13% rostered. I still think he's a pickup even after kind of a rough game on Friday. And we're recording this before his game on Sunday. Do you have any thoughts you want to add on Melton? I mean, I'm coming around on him. You guys were higher on him than I was. Now, after the trade, the 23 minutes were promising because I know he a couple of couple before that, he got like 17 or something. But as long as he's getting between 22 and 25, with those steals, 
you know, he shot three three-pointers, too. He just missed them all. Uh, but right. if his shot would have been falling that night, he would have had like a 16-point, five-assist, five-steal game probably and with a, with a three. Like, that, that's pretty fun. I agree. So so check on Melton as well, and I think I would actually put him ahead of Bowman personally, but maybe that's just me. I also think Brandon Clark with no Jay Crowder around is, is big. Man, you know, I really want to believe I love Brandon Clark, and I'm a little worried because of, you know, Gorgie Jang coming in there, and Clark on Friday got 23 minutes, which has just kind of been his MO. Mm-hmm. But hopefully at some point, I don't know. I've kind of given up hope that Clark is going to ever start getting 30-plus minutes this season, but the good news is he's still startable in his 20, 24 minutes a game or whatever he gets, 22. Where are we going? Oh, yeah, I want to talk uh, Wizards for a second here, another team that was pretty active. So Isaiah Thomas is gone. Jordan McRae is gone. Ish Smith took over as the starting point guard, had 14 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists on Friday. Shabazz Napier, now his backup, also had a good game on Friday. I have... Ish Smith slightly ahead, obviously, as a pickup right now, but I'm definitely watching Napier closely on that squad. What are your thoughts on those two? Well, it's only one game, but Ish played 30 minutes and started, had 14-6-6 with a steal, a block, and two threes. Uh, Napier played 18 minutes, but still hit four three-pointers, had two steals and a block and 14 points. So both of those guys, I think, are should should be looked at pretty closely. I think Ish Smith's the pickup. Yeah. Um, I, I'm also all about Troy Brown with uh, – McCray. Yeah, Jordan McRae out of the way. I think Troy Brown's going to go off. And then Rui Achimura had 17 points, six boards, and two steals, and two threes in that game, too. Uh, He's back. He should be picked up, too. And, I mean, Mo Wagner is also back. He played 18 minutes on Friday. Again, more of a deep league guy at this point, but but also a guy who was really good on a per-minute basis. Thomas Bryant is out, and, you know, it's just generally kind of thin there at center. So Wagner is another guy I'm keeping my eye on as well. In... Washington. Yeah, and as you said, uh, Troy Brown Jr., 10 points, 4 boards, 4 assists in 28 minutes on Friday. So he's only rostered 21% of leagues uh, after all this, after all the, you know, all this time. <laughs> I, I think the loss of Jordan McRae is going to mean big things for Troy Brown. Like, I'm all in on Troy Brown right now. Well, another young guy, another junior that we like, is Kevin Porter Jr. And in, in all the trade deadline shuffle, I think he's maybe gotten forgotten a little bit in Fantasy League. Still only 7% rostered, Steve. You've been clear that you're all in on this guy. 12 or more points in five straight games. He's been hitting a lot of three-pointers lately. Anything to add about this 19-year-old rostered in just 7% of leagues? Yeah, I think he's must-own. I, I mean, I, I'm still there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what about Malik Beasley? He's 26% rostered after the trade to Minnesota. We're recording this before his Timberwolves debut. Are you buying in on Beasley as a guy who who gets a, a legit spike in value in yeah. his new desti- destination? Even if he's a sixth man, which he might be, I think I think Beasley's a guy to look at. I think Josh Akogi is a guy that, that I've picked up in a couple of spots. I think he's going to be real good. And I think Wancho Hernan Gomez is going to do something uh, for a terrible, terrible Timberwolves team. Uh, all three of those guys are worth a pickup. I'm not really sure that I'm confident in, in ordering them without seeing them play first, but I like. I think I like Okogi uh, the most out of those wow. three. I'm not a big Okogi guy, I'll just say it, just just in terms of fantasy. like I, I'm not convinced that he really has quite the fantasy enough friendly game. I'm more intrigued by Beasley, who per 36 minutes has averaged... 16 nearly 16 points nearly four boards one and a half steals 2.8 threes we just got a text message from 
Brian Rosenworcel, who's going to be joining us in a minute here, saying, I'm ready to talk about Roy Hibbert. Uh, <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. I can't wait. Uh, Brian, Brian will be will be hopping on here in a minute once we finish up this waiver wire conversation. Uh, Steve, Dwayne Dedman. We've been saying his name a lot lately. Obviously, Clint Capella will be the starting center for the Hawks once he's healthy, but he is not healthy yet. And I think Dedman is a pretty interesting pickup if you miss out on some of these intriguing guys that we're talking about and can only kind of come away with a, a, a short-term pickup. And short-term is the key there. I think Deadman's going to put up some nice numbers until Capella's ready to go. And we don't really know when Capella's going to play. I mean, all we're really hearing is after the break. Uh, he's, got the, right. he's got the heel issue. And, and I think the Hawks are probably going to be kind of careful with him. They're going to want to showcase him a little bit, get him and Trey playing together a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Deadman could have some sneaky value the rest of the way if they are trying to conserve Capella and make sure he's good to go for next year. Lastly, Steve, so Andre Drummond has, has been traded to the Cavs, which is interesting in and of itself. But that obviously gave Christian Wood a big opening, and he had a, a nice game on Friday, kind of as we expected. But I'm wondering, do we... Now I have to talk about Thon Maker. He had 19 points, seven boards, one steal, and two threes in 34 minutes on Friday. Now John Henson is also going to be in the in the center picture in Detroit. What do you think about these two guys? Are either of them on your radar at all as pickups? You know, I I have a hard time getting excited about Thon Maker. <laughs> I just do. I don't think I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're necessarily alone there. But he had 19 points and seven boards in 34 minutes with two threes, and he fouled out, or he would have played more minutes. I they just love playing veterans. <laughs> uh, obviously, Wood is the guy you want to own. Thon Maker in a four game week, I'll roll I'll roll the dice on Thon. I will. Uh, I still think Sekou Dumbuya is going to do something. Uh, he came off the bench, played 26 minutes, hit a couple threes. Not a great game, uh, but I still feel like he's got a breakout game coming fairly soon. And then a, a guy like Langston Galloway played 30 minutes the other night. I think you got to keep your eye on him. I don't think he's a pickup, but he, he's a guy you got to keep your eye on. Steve, you said they love playing veterans when you're talking about Thon Maker. Can we just can we just play a game here? It, then that game is how old is Thon Maker? I'm gonna go with 26. Okay, well he's 22. He's 22 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was the number 10 pick in 2016. I feel like he's been around forever. You know, and as we talk about per 36 minute numbers, his are actually pretty interesting this year. 12.7 points, 7.5 boards, 1.1 steals, 1.6 blocks, 0.93s. I kind of generally share, you know, not getting that excited about him. But in a deeper league, I, I don't know. I think, again, if you miss out on a bunch of guys we're talking about, there's a little bit of upside here. I think I wouldn't mind picking him up and seeing how it plays out between him and Henson in that front court. I swear I thought, he was, I thought he'd been around longer than, than three or four years. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's bring in the what well, you're the closer we got to think of what we're going to call brian brian's coming in for the encore yes question is is he going to come in hot i, mean, I think he's going to come in pretty hot hello this is brian rosenworcel fantasy expert <laughs> oh we were wondering how your levels were going to be but you actually came in pretty nicely there yeah i'm also a audio expert yeah you really got those levels dialed in so thank you for that can we talk about Roy Hibbert for a minute? <laughs> Wait, please. I, I saw your text, and I was wondering what, what the angle was. Uh, when they showed uh, Kobe's final game on ESPN, uh, I realized that Roy Hibbert was trending on Twitter. 
and I had just a moment where I was like, well, I hope Roy Hibbert is okay. I always liked him. And whatever happened to Roy Hibbert? And you realize there are so many players who fall into this category where we kind of use them as fantasy commodities and then discard them. And we feel like this detachment from them. But like, what I really want is to know what every single player is doing and that they're happy and that their ego didn't suffer too much in their transition to post-basketball. Are you guys ready? Can we play a game? How, <laughs> yeah. how old is Roy Hibbert? No, no looking up. Well, I want both of your guesses. He can't be as old as uh, <laughs> Derek Favors. Well, that was my next question. Older or younger than Derek Favors? <laughs> I think he's 32. What do you think? I was going to say 31. Uh, you, you were both pretty close, uh, and you didn't go over. He's 33. <sighs> but I was happy to see that he has a Twitter, and he was talking about J-Lo and Shakira. He's got a job with the Sixers doing, like, player development. I'm sure he's helping out Embiid. And I, I just, it made me happy. Roy Hibbert's doing great. <laughs> Brian, would you like to talk about what it feels like to finish in second place of a six-man <laughs> FanDuel league over and over and over again when, when it only pays first place? Oh, man. If there's any DFS people listening, I mean, why would they be listening to Bongo Player? But it hurts. It hurts so much to finish second. It, you'd be much happier finishing last. That's accurate statement. I have lost in second place so often but i'm putting up like 330 a night i'm doing good i should just play like in like regular 50 50 leagues yeah i think you gotta just trust the process brian i think you gotta stay trust with the this process yeah you're my you're my dfs player development associate <laughs> hey these things are cyclical brian your, your time's gonna come yeah who's the guy that you guys <laughs> like to throw in in the dfs these days uh chris taps porzingis with no luca for sure although he wasn't very good in his last one Reggie Jackson's yeah, he, a cheap point guard right now that's kind of kind of going off. Yeah, I've been doing Troy Brown, Bruce Brown. I don't care. As long as the last name is Brown, I'll put him in my lineup. <laughs> Speaking of which, I wonder how P.J. Brown is doing. <laughs> there you go. See, we need, we need a, like a, a, a regular where are they now file where I can be like, Terrence Jones, whatever happened to him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and the thing that's funny about that is Brian actually already has – a lot of these guys researched, and he's ready to roll. So <laughs> he is a where-are-they-now, I'm not going to say expert, but he's he's borderline expert for where-are-they-now. Yeah, well, if, if you'd like to know what Yao Ming is doing right now, I'd be happy to tell you. He runs China. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did you have any thoughts on the, uh, on the trade deadline? Anything really strike you? I mean, obviously, Christian Wood is the is the big winner, and I grabbed him in one league, but he was already gone in all the other ones. I'm trying to think of who else benefits. Obviously, like there are the Tristan Thompsons of the world who like really become irrelevant now, and it'll be interesting to see how Andre Drummond and Marcus Morris play with their new teams. And Covington seems to be doing good. And have you guys already talked about all this stuff? We have not talked about Covington or Marcus Morris, or, and we have only barely mentioned Andre, Andre Drummond's name. So you're you're in good territory okay. here. I wouldn't bet against Drummond, even Marcus Morris. Uh, I think they'll both be as relevant, maybe not so much for Marcus Morris. But um, Morris is going to be a, a big piece for that team, and they have a lot of second-unit scoring with Trezel and Lou Williams. But I bet... I bet Morris is a, a big cog there, so I, I'm, not, I'm holding on to him. Interesting. I, I'm down on Morris, but it, I could very well be wrong about that. 
Well, they're a deep team, a lot deeper than the Knicks, obviously, but he likes to shoot the ball, and he's kind of a two-way player these days, even though I never saw him that way early on. Uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Who else, who else was a big factor in the trade deadline? Well, let's talk about Drummond for a second, because it seems like things are actually looking pretty positive for him in Cleveland, just from the sense that they're already talking about you know, he's going to opt in and, and they might extend him. Everyone seems to, you know, they're in this honeymoon period now. And I think in a weird way, that trade to Cleveland actually might help his case for not being shut down. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. If they want him to thrive and learn how to play with Garland and Sexton and what's the plan with Kevin Love over there? I don't know. Steve was sure that Love was going to get traded. I can't believe he did not get traded. Yeah, well, I'm hoping I, I have Drummond in a couple spots, and I hope he continues to put up monster stat lines. I'm pretty confident he will. Yeah. Um, my my theory on Drummond is that his ego took a hit at this trade deadline because he was traded for John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second round pick. Oh my and I, god! I don't think Andre Drummond thinks of himself as that kind of guy. So I am thinking maybe he just you know during the stretch run just tries to put up some massive numbers and, and prove people wrong. Well, you are smart to actually approach this from that angle, the angle of someone's ego and whether they're motivated, whether <laughs> they it, have incentive to prove themselves, because that's an actual major factor. It that's, is, but yeah. That's why you're an expert, Stroke. <laughs> and everybody, everybody like Andre Drummond himself was like, what in the world just happened? Like he was given away for literally almost nothing. And, and I don't think anybody really saw that coming. I mean, he's one of the, one of the better centers in the league. Truly. Like the, the Celtics could have used him. Imagine being a Pistons fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> How are the Wizards doing? Should I, should I count on Brad Beal delivering for me all the way through the playoffs? <sighs> Steve's very down on Brad Beal. He, I, I mean, I'm trying to be, but he keeps going crazy. And I traded him for DeMar DeRozan, and now I'm like... Is he going to be shut down? I mean, I still feel like he is going to be. They're but. in ninth place. As we record this, they're in ninth place in the East, three games back of the Magic. Well, that's really the key, isn't it? they got to just stay in like mild contention. Right. And, and so far, they've been able to do it. So I was going to ask you guys about Shabazz Napier, who got traded twice, I think. And uh, is he going to get 25 minutes a game, and is that enough for him to possibly put up relevant stats? Well, we were I mean, just talking. Well, that was actually one guy we were talking about before he came on. Excuse me, Steve. He had like 14 points in 18 minutes, backing up Ish Smith. So, yeah, I think there's a, a, a scenario where Napier ends up being really good, but I'm a little worried that Ish Smith is pretty durable and reliable, and he might need him out of the picture for that to happen. Yeah, what times are these? Or Beal. Like Ish Smith, Shabazz <laughs> Napier are splitting the guard spot in, Wiz at, in Washington, and we both find them attractive <laughs> we find true. them both attractive strange times sweet we got any other any, anything else we want to hit anything else on your mind brian i was going to talk about andrew bynum <laughs> <laughs> now, now but, is that a where are they now wait let's do it guys how old is andrew bynum let's play that game i want to say 50 but i think the answer is like 27 <laughs> i was gonna say 29 32 32 Whoa. is the answer we're looking for yeah you know, he's not on cool. Twitter, but I noticed that it, I think he has that Kai Bowman kind of blonde, bleached hair thing going on. Oh, is that right? There's a picture of him on the internet with that hair. I just hope everyone's doing good. What's he doing now? <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything of great repute, but um, he was a beast for a minute, man. There were so many fantasy teams of mine that 
you know, thrived because of these guys who just disappeared within a couple of years. Makes you realize just how transient this league is. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, are we uh, are we done here, gentlemen? <laughs> Do we have anything else? Thanks, guys. This has been fun. Brian, is there, Brian. Is there anything going on with Guster right now? Are you playing drums anywhere soon? Uh, well, actually, one thing that's going on is we're starting a tour in a couple of weeks, and I noticed that uh, I will be in LA for a rehearsal the day of the Kobe Bryant. Uh, I guess they're having a big parade or a memorial of some sort there. Um, so I, I think I might go and I might see, uh, might feel the collective uh, Los Angeles energy for Kobe that day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Matt and I are supposed to go see Luca play Trey on February 22nd. We don't know if he's going to be healthy enough to play that game. I'm a little, I'm a little worried, a little nervous. Oh wow, that would be really fun if they're if everybody's playing. Yes, it would be. It would be. I think we're. I think there's cause for a little bit of nerves at this point, though. L- little concern. Also, uh, right before that, I'm flying, uh, going to Stamford, Connecticut. We're going to tape a bunch of mid-season awards, fantasy awards, and mid-season reports, and do some video there in the NBC Sports studios right before that. And uh, so that that videos should be hitting around February 22nd too. That'll be f- fun, hopefully. Yeah, who gets your award for best waiver wire picker pickup of the year? Maybe your boy, maybe Devonte Graham. Yeah, I just dropped him for Christian Wood. <laughs> well, Christian Wood may win it too. He, he's 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 going to be good the rest of the way, man. He's going to be fun. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you, guys. See ya. That just about does it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Whip Around episode. Looking forward to that. Thanks once again to Dr. A and Brian Rosenworcel for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.